Welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your host and guide, Tracy Goody. Join me as we explore the multifaceted experience of awakening in this modern age of transformation. Subscribe, leave a review, or share this episode to show your support. It's mission on, lightworkers. Three ways to lighten up your experience of ascension. So today on the podcast, I'm pulling the experience of ascension into focus. This ascension process that I'm referring to is a series of awakenings that continue to lead into increasing depth and more firmly into understanding and embodiment of your soul truth. So on this path, there's a range of small light bulb moment awakenings to the much more intense lightning bolt awakenings and everything in between. So in this perspective, ascension is a process of dissolving illusions and opening to the truth and unique magic of who you are and what you are here to accomplish. There are some very nice and beautiful and blissful and very energizing experiences involved in ascension, but there are also some challenging aspects that you will be asked to address in order to move through this next veil of illusion. Most often, these are represented by belief system or ways of thinking that are no longer serving you as an individual and are no longer serving humanity collectively. So examining these areas can be a challenging process, and more often than not, we will not feel like doing it. Yet, if we're taking that first step, that initiative, turning towards what is calling for release and letting it reveal itself to us in order to heal, then we're gifted with a deeper connection to who we really are. We might not feel it in the moment, but the more you progress on this ascension cycle of awareness, uh, healing, recalibration, integration, and growth, the more you're going to see the impact. We might move through hundreds of emotions and memories all at once, or we might take it closer to one piece at a time. There's no right, there's no wrong, there's only trusting your own discernment and path. So for today's podcast, I want to pull three things to the forefront. Your mindset about how hard ascension is, has to be, has been, or will be your understanding of enlightenment, ascension, and how your life will shift. And number three is redefining what is sacred, what is spiritual, and what ascension means to you. Because ascension is, yeah, it's a collective thing that's happening to the planet and to humanity, but it's also an individual process in order for you to click into that collective in the most impactful, um, highest and best way possible. So number one is your mindset about how hard ascension is. Now, let me first clarify that when I hear the term that something will be hard, I associate it with struggle. So to me, if something is hard, it is unmoving and requires great force to move it or to move through it. I started to develop this belief uh, shortly after my ascension journey began as I experienced the emotional release and these waves of it as though it would never end. So my mind created this belief system from the evidence that says that this is a really hard process. Because I also held on to the shadow of I have to suffer to ascend, that belief felt very true to me. So the solution for this was not to totally shift the belief into ascension is all rainbows and burning shit under the full moon because that just didn't feel true either. The solution for me was a slight language shift. So transforming the word hard to challenging. Now, to me personally, and again, everybody has their own perspective of what words mean to them and what's connected to that. But to me, the word challenging evokes feelings of adventure, curiosity into the unknown and kind of discovering what you're capable of. So I love to be challenged. I love to grow. I love to thrive. And in this space, 
I challenge myself past my comfort zone and directly through where I'm feeling the most fear. This gentle switch in my perception in the language of the ascension process allowed my life circumstances to turn off the evidence flow of things being quote unquote hard, which felt very disempowering and allowed ascension energies to come at me full force, you know, totally, totally different shift from when I'm saying, all right, ascension is challenging, but come at me. Like I'm, I'm ready for this to come at me. So just that slight shift from saying things are hard to saying things are empowering shifted my approach to ascension and shifted me out of more of that victim energy and more into the energy of empowerment. So it feels really doable and exciting when something is challenging. So just be aware of the language that you are using around your journey and how that might be creating evidence in your reality. In this way, you can seriously lighten up your experience of ascension. So again, that's my own perspective and the language that works for me. So tune into your own discernment and what feels good to you. What language are you using about ascension that might be making it um, more challenging than it has to be? All right, number two, understanding enlightenment, ascension, and how your life will shift. So when you go through an ascension upgrade, which you could also call like a level of enlightenment or awakening, it's when your perception and understanding and embodiment of what is truth about you and or about the whole world expands. Now, it doesn't mean everything in your life shifts instantly. Most often we continue to do the same tasks and actions, yet we feel differently about them. Yeah, of course, there's going to be some shifts. And as you progress in ascension, there's going to be a lot of shifts, but Generally speaking, we're coming back into that same life, into those same actions and tasks, but with a totally different perspective. And then that begins to shift the reality, the perspective shift. So even when your circumstances stay the same, you shift from within and then the magic expands around you. So I'm going to... um, I'm going to pull forward a popular paraphrase Zen Buddhism quote to highlight this point. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So I love this and I I have been thinking about that a lot and I find this really works and applies to ascension as well. So you go into your modern life, then you more deeply awaken and your perspective shifts or you heal in some way and experience a renewed sense of energy. You may go back to those very same tasks, but your experience of it shifts. You can even experience this on a level of gratitude choice. So I'm going to explain what I mean here. So Let's pull up something that everybody does at some point or another, chores around your house. So going to do chores around your house in the perspective of obligation or I have to, or even frustration, it's most likely going to have a draining experience on, on your energy, on your physical body. Now, if you did that exact same set of chores or that exact same chore in a state of gratitude, and I don't just mean band-aid gratitude that you're like, I'm so happy I'm doing this, but really inside you're like just seething. I mean, really taking the time, breathing into your heart and anchoring into the energy of gratitude, really looking for reasons to be grateful and pulling in that evidence. So whenever you can tap into the energy of gratitude, doing those exact same chores will provide a completely different experience. You are, you're likely to be energized. You're likely to be inspired 
it shifts the entire experience. So the key is that after each awakening, you are returning to modern life, but with a different outlook and access to a different set of solutions. So that's the other thing about being in the energy of, uh, you know, gratitude and solutions, as opposed to being in the energy of obligation and have to. And think about this as it applies to the whole ascension process too. Whenever you're in the energy of obligation, you are in the energy of the problem. When you're in the energy of gratitude, you're focused on the solution. So what we really need right now is we need a whole hell of a lot of solutions in this world. And so we need people to tap into their unique solutions because nobody has the one answer for everybody. Everybody has their own piece. So the more you're tapping into this energy of solutions the more you're going to be coming into harmony with your unique solutions, your unique soul gifts, and your divine mission. So you come to this place of harmony with your environment, yet harmony is not something that sticks around. So it's not like you get in the energy of gratitude, you get in the energy of a solution, and then you're harmonized, you're good, and life continues. It is a flow. It is always, always moving. It's the nature of our world. It's just going to continue moving around. So you just are slightly um, readjusting and realigning as the ascension process goes on. You're just, you continue to move into these deeper levels of harmony with your body, mind, and spirit. And then your times of being out of harmony continue to lessen and lessen as you go on on the ascension process. And you kind of really get into a rhythm and a flow. So you get into this deeper harmony with life. And in this way, you're bringing a lightness to ascension. You're demystifying it down to a doable level that reintegrates back into your life. So if you're ascending only to keep it secret and contained and maybe do like maybe an hour or a month of like meditation and that's what you call ascension, then you're missing out on 90% of the magic and fun. So if you're able to pull those... Uh, enlightening experiences, pull those aha moments and um, pull all that wisdom that's coming to you into your daily life, then you're anchoring that ascension and that enlightenment into your whole being and into your life. And again, that just spirals more solution energy. So again, to kind of recap that one for you, it's not that the ascension process is one particular thing. It's that everything can be the ascension process. And it's not that once you are awakened, you know, you don't do menial tasks or you don't do the normal things. It's that you do them from a different perspective. And then that shifts everything from there because your energy has shifted. Make sense? All right. Okay. Moving on to number three. So redefining what is sacred, what is spiritual, and what ascension means to you. Now, we've all been ingrained with this very structured masculine approach to spirituality in a lot of ways. So it's natural that we still hold many subconscious beliefs about what is actually sacred or spiritual and what is and is not part of the ascension process. So one solution for this is to really soften and relax into what those terms actually mean to us as individuals. So in doing so, we lighten the entire process because we're removing restraints of what others might define or what society in general defines these words as. So the first step here is to consider what they mean to you. So what makes you feel connected? What makes you feel connected to yourself? What makes you feel connected to the universe, source, God, connected to earth? 
This is going to start to open up your unique definition and start to break down the walls of comparing your journey to somebody else or trying to replicate you know, the journey that a coach or an author took when honestly, it's just not perfectly aligned for you. So when you're kind of forcing yourself into that and that masculine energy of, well, I have to follow this structure, I have to go do these steps exactly aligned like this in this linear fashion, but if it's not ideal for your soul self, it's not going to work. And then you can beat yourself up thinking you're doing something wrong in the process. So again, first define what makes you feel connected. That's the very basis of ascension is feeling connected because we're moving into the energy of unity. So connection is really key for us right now. So again, what makes you feel connected? This process really breaks down the pressure that you put on yourself to fit into this ascension scene and instead lets the process unfold for you with freedom, not bound by these restrictions of your mental programs. So you come into harmony. Again, we're just continuing to like flow into harmony, flow in and out of harmony and getting back in and going back out and going back in. It's, it really is a rhythm and a dance. So you can tune into what everybody else is vibing at and you can enjoy your ride, you know? There's, there's really no um, comparison here. So with all of that in mind, so that, that's kind of like your definition, getting started. With those things in mind, I'm going to show you some examples too of like seemingly non-spiritual things that can be a huge part of your ascension process. So these apply to me uh, personally, but I mean, go with whatever works for you. So for me personally, drinking coffee or matcha, honestly, like when I drink these delicious nectars of the gods before anybody in my house is awake, it is as much a spiritual experience as anything else in my practice. It brings me into my body, into mindfulness, and allows me to experience the pure magic and beauty of earth. So it might sound like a bit much for a cup of coffee, but it's not. It's a part of my sacred connection and it feeds my energy. Plus it like literally feeds my energy. Um, plus the mindful awareness and the gratitude that I'm, I'm feeling and that I'm vibing at while I am drinking that, while I'm kind of taking that mindfulness, that restructures the water that's in the coffee, that's in the tea as well. And then that increases my entire vibration. So it's this really beautiful echo of the vibration throughout my body and throughout my morning. So again, just one quick example. Again, ascension is a part of many parts of life, not just like when you're meditating or something like that. Another um, example is any cooking, baking, or food prep can be a beautiful expression of sacred energy. So having fun in the kitchen, dancing around, again, remember, harmony is what we want to be moving into. Harmony with the energy, harmony with ourselves, moving with the energy of cooking. All of it can bring you into harmony with yourself, and this is our goal of ascension after all. Another option is a movement, walking. You can be playing with your dog or playing with your kids. Taking action that feels good for your heart, that brings play and fun into it. That's part of the ascension process as well. If we're serious about ascension, if we're like really serious all the time, we're squeezing the life out of it. Ascension requires fun and gentleness in order to really, really bloom. So you, you allow yourself to kind of like blossom in this open container for the universe and for divine inspiration to flow because you yourself are in a state of flow. So taking time away to do those things as well. 
All right, so you can go ahead and replace those examples that I just said with anything from your life that your soul calls for, that you feel in your heart chakra. And in this way, you're participating in ascension and you're dedicating to your spiritual practice. It just might look different than the person who's called to meditate for an hour a day, but will be a hundredfold more impactful for you than forcing yourself to meditate for an hour a day. And I'm not saying that if you find meditation challenging, don't ever do it. Definitely, definitely explore it and push yourself through that challenge. Allow yourself to see what's on the other side of it. But if you've done that and you've practiced with meditation and it's just not something that calls to you to do every single day, then don't force it. You can turn any experience into a spiritually enriching one. It's not about planting into a specific set of rules and practices that must be complete in order to be successfully participating in ascension. This is based on dominant masculine energy, and that feels less and less aligned as we're evolving to incorporate more of the divine feminine to reach up, connect into that masculine, and create this beautiful balance moving forward. All right. Lots of energy. I got lots of passion for this topic. So let's decide right here and right now that your ascension process is no place for guilt. It's no place for shame. And it is no place for comparing to anyone else. You are doing it right and the path is unfolding. Thank you so much for joining me today.